Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. My name is Deborah Singupta-Stith, and normally I write about music, but today I'm here to talk to you about slime. Why slime? Well, it's kind of become the bane of my existence. My nine-year-old daughter is obsessed with the stuff. My kitchen is littered with spattered bowls, food coloring and baking soda keep disappearing from my cupboards, and there's a suspicious glittery smear on my living room ceiling. Every time she gets her hands on a bottle of glue, this kid is whipping up another batch of the stuff. This week, I talked to Robbie Petinato, company brand manager at Austin Indie Toy Emporium, Toy Joy, as well as 15-year-old slime entrepreneur, Jay Kang, about what cultural forces have turned me into a disgruntled ghostbuster in my own home. First, I sat down with Robbie at Toy Joy's warehouse to learn more about the history of slime and what's driving the current toy trend. Here's our conversation. Yeah, it's really important to kind of know how slime, like, there's, like, the why and, like, when it started. So, uh, I think slime was actually really popularized in the early 90s when Nickelodeon Gak was a thing. So, like, 1992 is when Gak was released. And, I mean, I remember being, you know, five, six years old and getting my first little, like, carton of, of Gak. And that was the toy that my sister and I collected for a while because there's so many different colors and like iridescent ones and stuff like that but you can actually go back even further to the 60s mm. and Whammo, the company that made like hula hoops and frisbees and they're still around to this day they actually had a toy called super stuff which is basically gack all the way back then essentially or slime so uh like a lot of toy trends there were um quite a few you know it, it like has its peaks and troughs and right. and, and whatnot but in the last couple years, tactile toys have become super, super popular um, in the sense of, like, different kind of putties and slimes. And, I mean, even look at, you know, like, fidget spinners were uh, right. just another kind of tactile toy. But the reason I think that slime has taken off like crazy is um, just the prevalence of social media and the Internet and YouTube especially. And so much of the toy industry is dictated now by YouTube. Uh, that's because there's so many young kids um, that have their own channels and that's what other kids are getting all their media intake from is YouTube. So um, because slime specifically is so easy to make yourself, it's this multifaceted toy of not only is just like a fun thing to play with for all ages, ultimately, you know. Um, but there's the whole process of making it yourself, which is also a really cool thing. Um, you know, there's, like, a science aspect to it. There's a whole educational aspect to it where, um, you know, a lot of, like, uh, 
schools are making it in their science classes and you know that bridges down to like homeschooled kids are uh, right. are, are doing as part of their like you know in school curriculum so yeah it's 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 pretty fascinating um how that came to be so far when did you start noticing that people were really into slime? I first started noticing it. There's a company called Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty. And that's basically like hyper gimmicky in, a, in the best way possible uh, silly putty. So it's the same kind of consistency and texture as silly putty, except, you know, there's like a magnetic one where it comes with a little magnetic brick. Uh, and, you know, it's got metal filings in it, so the putty will slowly crawl towards the magnet. There's iridescent ones and color-changing ones and ones that are UV-reactive, so you can kind of draw on it with a UV light. But uh, that had this really slow and steady just rise in popularity in our store and became one of our best-selling products, um, combined with, um, you know, uh, maybe... Four years ago or so, there was a really big trend in kinetic sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, was another kind of tactile toy like that. Um, but I'd say in the last two years is when like slime, like the really like kind of icky, gooey, like you know, drippy, weird texture uh, kind of product. That's when that became such a really big category for us. Uh, and it's it's funny seeing the companies that have kind of grasped onto that with the licensing. So there's a lot of you know, generic ones that exist from, you know, kind of the generic toy companies that just put out cool novelties. But, for example, like Lava Lamp now has a whole uh, series of of slime toys, and they're just in little, like, mini Lava Lamp containers. Um, But it's just more slime. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so have sales of slime just, are they still going strong? Have they leveled off as more people are kind of making it at home? I would, yeah, it's definitely leveled off, um, which is to be expected for kind of how long of a trend it's been. So I use fidget spinners as the baseline for toy trends and uh, where that was the most drastic rise in popularity and like severe crash where it went from being something we couldn't keep in stock to something I literally couldn't give away. Mm. Um, Was it just oversaturation? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it went from it being like they were so hard to get and there was such a high demand where when we did have them in stock, it it was like this mad dash for people to get them. But as soon as, you know, the, the Chinese manufacturers were able to get them in every gas station in America and they're all the exact same packaging because they're all made in the exact same place um, that basically killed it super fast uh, on top of it being like the public perception was suddenly this is not cool nobody wants this and it, it, it just died uh, so that was very fascinating um, to watch from kind of an insider perspective so it, those sales have also kind of leveled off. Do you guys sell slime supplies? We don't know because uh, what's interesting about making slime is it uses a lot of kind of just household items. I mean, it's the most common way is um, just Elmer's glue and borax and food coloring. Um, there's other ways to do it, like um, you could take you know Dawn dish soap or hand soap or something like that and salt and just let it dry out over the course of a week or so uh, and that also just turns into slime uh, so we have carried you know like a science kits and stuff where it's like a make your own slime kit but they're honestly just not that popular because of how easy it is to just watch a YouTube video and do it at home um, most of the ones that we sell are the more 
you know, like very novelty ones where people just want the immediate satisfaction of just owning slime there in the carton and it comes with a cool little like tin or package to keep it in. But I'd say there are almost two different customers of the ones who want to make it at home and have that experience or the ones who just want some tactile toy to play with. Are there slime collectors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I'd say a lot of the crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty we sell, for example. Um, We have people that have come in pretty regularly and buy maybe like a new tin a week. Um, And they're constantly putting out new colors, like seasonal styles and colors that they'll do, and like Easter ones and Halloween ones and Christmas ones. Um, And within all of that, um, you certainly develop a, a large customer base and people who see a new gimmick that they can uh, incorporate into their collection of slime and putty. So uh, how long do you think that this whole thing is going to go on for? Are we are we stuck with slime for a while now? Um, it remains to be seen. It's always hard to say. Um, I think it's such a, you know, as I said earlier, it's such a classic toy. It's, I mean, technically slime's been around since the 60s, where I don't think it's ever going to go away. Um, I think there, it's very possible that maybe tomorrow there's a new toy trend that sort of usurps it from that kind of conversation. But uh, I think slime in itself is uh, relatively unique in that there's so many different ways to make it and play with it and uh, enjoy it, where I think Toy Joy will always have a, a slime or putty section in the stores. Like Robbie says, slime is an internet-based trend. So I headed north to an unassuming office park in Round Rock where slime celebrity Jay Kang runs her business, Snoop Slimes. Now, Jay is just 15 years old. She's a high school student, but she's built a successful company making custom slimes that she sells in her online store. She has over 2 million followers on Instagram, sells over a thousand jars of slime a week, and even has her own employees. Here's our conversation. out about slime in 2016 and then I created my um, actual account during 2017 Mm -hmm. because you know that whole year my mom and dad told me that I really shouldn't be doing this just in case like you know something happens but yeah I decided to create it and then you know just skyrocketed from there. So uh, how long did it take you to perfect like a recipe of what you felt was like a good slime? So in the beginning, I just use you know clear glue and then borax and then um, water and then like mix all those together and just create like a basic clear slime. And then I just kind of researched and you know found like a recipe that worked for me. And then it kind of took us about a few months to really like perfect the recipe. Sometimes I see I read my comments on my Instagram page and then some of my followers actually give me really good ideas for me to like recreate into slime. So I sometimes use their ideas and um, sometimes like my Instagram slime friends who also DM me and they're like, you should put this into clear slime. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea actually. So how did you convince your parents that that you should be able to have this slime business? Well, I did a lot of research about, you know, packaging and then how to ship items because before I was like just asking them if I can just start a business out of nowhere and they're like do you know anything about you know starting a business and I was like yeah I should do some more research about it so um, yeah I looked literally all over the internet finding like how to ship items and um, 
you know, how to start your own website. Mm -hmm. Because I started off from Etsy and then I had to know how to like set all the right. account up myself. And yeah, I told them that like, I think I know how to do everything now. So right. they're like, yeah, you can start your own. They, they saw that you were serious and yeah. you put in the research. Yeah. As you made that transition into selling, how long did it take you to start to actually have a business going? Was it pretty fast? Well, it actually took me like a month or so to actually get all the things going and moving because in the beginning I started off with like few um, bottles of glue mm -hmm. and like I didn't know how much order I'm going to get or mm -hmm. like how much how many sales I'm gonna get. But yeah, after three weeks like the orders kept coming in and I knew it was like kind of being stable so it started off as a home business right yeah and then we moved in here um, my shop kind of works differently than most other slime shops a lot of slime slime shops they just restocks which is um, um, stock slimes on your online shop for this one day um, mm -hmm. and people just have to buy it on that period of time or you know the slimes are all sold out and you have to wait another week for that another day to um, buy slimes but for me I have separate collections with restock slimes and then just the slimes you can buy anytime um, so I for the restock slimes I usually make around thousand or more a week and for the slimes that I sell just every day that just differs every single week you know sometimes it's um, during holiday season and it's like a lot of orders but usually it's around like 500 or so mm. or like 600 yeah is it all you do you have people who come in and help you oh no I have employees working for me I don't think I can do all this if it was just me <laughs> right, yeah right. how many employees do you have um, right now we have five so what are some of your top sellers um, one of my top sellers is called Tutti Fruity Duo. That's actually the first time that I've ever sold and it's still my best seller. Tutti Fruity Duo is a clear slime duo with mm -hmm. um, two different colors and you can buy it in two ounces or four ounces and there are these cute fruit and flower pieces in it mm -hmm. and it's really cute. And then there is another one that's a best seller which is called Barbie Slime mm -hmm. and that's like a pink to gold um, metallic shifting mm -hmm. metallic slime. It's really pretty. One flum that's a really hot right now um, and selling out a lot is Fruity Pebbles flum, mm. and that one smells really flum? good. Oh, the fl a flum is basically a very crunchy slime. It has these tiny bit beads in it mm -hmm. that makes the slime make a really unique crunch. Mm. And you were gonna demo some different oh, selling yeah. slimes. Yeah, I have some. Okay, can you go ahead and show us what they are? So this one's detox water. It's a clear slime mm -hmm. with fruit pieces in it. Ooh, the sound is part of it with um, what people like about slime, right? Yeah, and different types of slimes make different types of sound. And this one's grapefruit foam. Okay. It's a micro bead foam, which um, are made out of smaller beads. It's kind of pink and chunkier, yeah. more textured than what you would think of for an average slime, but it makes that cool crackling noise. 
Do you spend a lot of time playing around with different things to see what they sound like? Yeah, I think I spend more playing than actually <laughs> doing slime work that I'm supposed to be doing. You got one more for us. What does that say? Midas? King Midas. King Midas. And yeah. it's gold, yep. of course, because yeah. King Midas. Mm -hmm. So this one is like a gold metallic slime. It's scented as caramel and... Ooh. Yeah, it also makes really good poking noises. Ooh. And can you tell me something that you've mixed into your slime that you were surprised worked really well? Um, I think uh, color, colored sand. Mm. Yeah, I actually mixed that in yesterday and then it turned into like this really crunchy slime. Mm -hmm. And I was really surprised by it because I thought it was going to turn the slime just really hard. But right. yeah, it was really cool. And what about something that you've tried to mix in that just did not work at all? Um, I remember once I mixed in tissue because those tissue slimes were a thing back then, <laughs> like in 2017. And yeah, but I didn't film any of those. But yeah, that's, that was really good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes thank to show you. us your, your slime. That's our show. Thanks for listening and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at LoveAustin360. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I Love You So Much, the Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your tolerance for icky goo. Until next week, we'll see you oozing through the sticky streets of Austin. Since 1983, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now, at Copenhagen, save $500 on any stressless signature or leg comforter recliner model. For more ways to save, shop online at copenhagenliving.com or visit the showroom on Breaker Lane. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary since 1983. Thank you.